0: It was foolish in the extreme, according to Pat. Her plan to take all the children to Chicago, attend her 15th high school reunion, and shoot a job. Vincent wanted to go to the restaurant with Daddy. He told Beth so this morning eight times. You cannot go to the restaurant with Daddy, she finally snapped at him, wondering if she would actually lay hands on him if she heard his wheedling voice just one more time. Daddy will be working. I can sit quiet in the back, Mom. I did it that one time. It had been the peak experience of Vincent's life thus far, going to spend a Saturday night with Pat at the restaurant he managed for his Uncle Augie. Vincent, we plan to go all together to Chicago, and you'll see Aunt Ellen, and I need you to help me watch Ben and Carrie. But, Mom, I hate Ben and Carrie, and I hate that I have to do everything, and I'm not even going to get dressed. Vincent wasn't forgiving. Ben was. He was delighted to be going out of town with his mother and his brother that morning. As delighted as he would have been to go to the hardware store or sort mixed socks, Ben wasn't just accommodating. He simply expanded with great good humor and faith to fill any space you put him in. But even his charm was wearing thin today. Ben had taken all the medicine and makeup out of Beth's bags and lined the bottles up like toy soldiers against the door. She stepped on a bottle, cracking it, and vitamins exploded everywhere. God damn it! She stumbled. And when Pat arrived gracefully to help her, she told him the momentary truth. She liked only Carrie, who was unformed, dependent in simple ways, and couldn't even sit up. Pat picked up a medicine bottle. Just get on the road, Beth. They'll settle down. They'll go to sleep. So she and Pat dragged everything out to the Volvo and strapped Carrie and Ben into their car seats and got Vincent and Ben out again to make sure they went pee and had their toothbrushes when Pat suddenly remembered he wanted to finish the roll of film from their camping trip. They stood in the bower the lilacs formed. Pat snapped. Beth leaped into the driver's seat. She didn't kiss him. She'd see him in two days anyway. In fact, she'd see Pat before the sun went down, Beth later recalled. The drive down Route 90 to Chicago was never a pleasure. She and Pat used to have some petting fun in their old Chevy Malibu years before, coming home from college for Christmas, to families who were speechless with delight that the two of them were in love. These days, it was simply what it was—a stupid, boring, flat farms-and-then-suburban sprawl shot for 150 miles. They made the trip often because all the members of both their families lived in the Chicago area— Pat and Beth had belonged to each other from junior year at the University of Wisconsin, and even in a sense before, as the children of parents who didn't consider it a holiday unless they played poker together. Pat and Beth had played with each other at picnics or in friendship emergencies. They went to each other's first communions, to each other's high school graduation parties. But they never really saw each other as gendered, until the day they ran into one another— on the library mall in Madison, three hours before they fell into bed at Pat's attic dump and missed the next two days of classes.